Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build a world based on the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. Okay, so how's your week going, Cody? My week has been pretty much okay, aside from audio issues with a new capture cable that I got that made yesterday kind of stressful. The same exact capture cable that I have. Yes, that is rife with problems, so... Hey, you know, we're learning, all right? I had a good capture card. I gave it to a friend to use, and now I don't have a good capture card anymore, and I'm trying to resolve that. But, well, I mean, that's why you just don't trust people. But anyways. So how about you? You done anything interesting this week? Anything worthy of talking about? I guess it's actually been two weeks since we've talked to each other. Yeah, yeah, because you, like, completely abandoned me last week because, once again, you trusted people when I told you you shall not. I did. It Um, was bad. It was bad. It was my fault. Yeah, no, it's fine. I don't want to completely date this episode, but I have just been watching a lot of the Olympics recently. Which oh, freaking been... lame. Really? What? Okay. It just, it kills me on the inside that like no one I know actually likes or watches the Olympics. Yeah, because work. it's like no one cares. The most care. boring. They're amazing. I no, love the Winter Olympics. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I was like, part of me for this world was really wanting to build like a... Olympic part of this world, but I was like, I'm not going to be lame and completely. You're going to make the Dragon Olympics? No, but I have a little, like, depending on how long I go, I have kind of a fun for my story, so. You, what? Like, I said, I have, no, it made, what I said made complete sense and just go along with it. Okay, I'm confused. So, I, I, there is something that I want to discuss with you briefly. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, have you seen the show Altered? Do you have Netflix? Yeah, I, I have Netflix. Do, have you seen the show Altered Carbon? No, but I heard it's really good. I want to check it out soon. No, it's not. It's not, and it makes me mad. Okay, but you also hated Bright, which I actually really liked Bright. Okay, wait. Have we not talked about Bright and Death? Because have no, I we, ta- we have not talked about Bright and Death. Can we briefly touch on the fact that I feel a little bit uncomfortable talking to you about Bright because of my main complaint with Bright? <laughs> do you do what, you know what my main complaint, complaint with- once again this is not a visual um podcast so what <laughs> would your complaint about bright be is it my, something to do with the um, race or something i don't i don't get it why would that it be really bothers me for the that, two they, of us? that they took orcs and what they seemed like they wanted to do was go we just want to have fantasy blacker people could we just have yeah uh, orcs are black people and black people are still black people so like let's discriminate against all that's what bothers me about it, though. It's like, I'm totally cool with the notion of, okay, we are going to have a, a universe where we have, okay, there's a fantasy race that is subjugated and is meant to be reminiscent of issues of racism in America, right? And I'm like, okay, that yeah. makes sense. But when you just straight up go, like, here's a stereotypical black person, stick that on top of an orc, boom, we have our fantasy race. Like, no, that's bad. It's bad. It's bad and offensive. It- but I really can't actually, tell that's you. That's kind of what I wanted to do with you later in the episodes, like say episode six or so. I wanted to like sit down and like just discuss other worlds that were made and like discuss like have like two worlds that we completely disliked, right? And then yeah. two worlds that we love and just discuss them. Oh and my gosh. I think we'll do that for episode six. I think we should. And man, if we could sit and talk about the world building of Bright and why it is offensive and why it weirds... Like, okay, so this is the weird part for me is that there's a part of... Well, you noticed like, that there was a dragon in the background of Bright, right? So why right? introduce the fact that there's dragons there's and dragons. not do anything with the dragons of Bright? That was the... Like, I looked at that and I'm like, oh, is that a dragon? It's like, oh, maybe that'll come in play later. It doesn't come no, in play later. No, of course it doesn't. Alert. Well, and just like, the to me, it's like, okay, that's lazy... And I'm like, okay, I can deal with a lazy movie on Netflix. You know what I mean? But what really bothers me is when it's, like, racist in a way that I found, like, troubling. And, like, if you look at art as taking the temperature of society, right? The language that they used to talk about racism was so horrible, it made me sick. Like, it it was just like, oh, man, they... (sighs) Like, okay, so here's here was, like, my big issue with it. And I know this is, like, what we should discuss further. But do, do you know how, like, orcs became blooded by doing something, right? Yes. And do you remember? I mean, this is all something we could talk to about on episode six. Oh, gosh. Okay, fine. We, I won't. I won't, Jordan. Unless you, wanna, unless you just want to just take this chunk, make this the beginning of six, and then come back to it. No, we shouldn't. But anyway, so Altered okay. Carbon, I was, I don't know. Like, okay, so here's what's going on with me lately. I've just been really disappointed in Netflix. Like... 
and and it, it's sad because there was like a horror movie that came out like the Cloverfield effect. I don't know if you saw that Cloverfield paradox. <sighs> I it was like Star Trek but weirder. It was just dumb. It was a dumb, poorly made movie, and it made it made me so mad because I love horror movies. And then like there was another so horror I. movie that came out. Um, it was called like uh oh shoot, what was it called? It was like the, it was like one about a kid whose like dad gets killed and then he has to go and stay in a cabin with his mom, like or like a mount, like a a big house up why, in the middle of nowhere. Why is it always a cabin? Well, it wasn't it wasn't a cabin. I misspoke. It's like a big mansion out in the middle of nowhere that's like a family friends trying to sell it, so they're just watching it, and it's like a yeah. It's it's a cabin in the woods movie though. You know they're isolated and then there's someone like messing with them and it was just like the most poorly made, badly written, dumb horror movie. And I'm like Netflix, you have got to get your game together. And well, I mean you're also the one that I went into Gellerson once with, and you were sitting down watching a movie called Big Ass Spider. So again, I don't trust your movies. I <laughs> like garbage. I like filth. All right, I love it. But what I don't love is when a movie thinks it's better than it is. You know what I mean? Like, Remember when we saw the newest Evil Dead movie and we both kind of sat there afterwards? It's like, oh, God. That was a good horror movie. That was amazing, but yeah, that was brutal. Hey, have you see, did you see Gerald's Game? No. Oh, man. Okay, that's a Netflix original and it's excellent. It's based on a Stephen King novel. And like, here's my teaser for it. There's two things. One, it's shot entirely in one room with basically two actors. And two, it is the okay. only horror movie that has actually made me uncomfortable in recent memory. I mean, Evil Dead, the newest one, kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but Jordan, that was was like five years ago. Was it the tree? Oh, it wasn't the tree that bothered me. It was the car. The car. Do you remember when she ripped her own arm off? Oh, yeah. No, I was fine with that. Oh, no. That was the one where I was like... I'm fine with the... I'm fine with an arm ripping. It's fine. So, but the thing is, this this is not the movie podcast. This is indeed the world building podcast. Hey, we, we can, can we can talk have banter about other worlds it's on fine. a future episode. Wink. But right now, we need to talk about our own worlds. So, what oh, was, was that your last segue? week? Huh? Oh, that was my segue. Like, in, I was going to do it earlier with Bright and the Dragon. It'd be like, oh, we're built worlds of oh, dragons. That oh, I'm sorry. I ruined that for you. No, no, st- no, no, no. You're fine with skipping over that because that was a stupid segue. No, that would have been a great just... segue. No, 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 no. But anyways, so what was last week's world? Since I always force you to tell us what last week's world was. Last week's world was a world of no land, only water. And yes. so I made Dolphin World. It was bad. Jordan made an interesting world that was like a single-celled organism that yeah. like spat out dragons and crap to fight spaceships. It was it was a lot more creative than mine. Um, but Dolphin World was cute and sweet, and it made me happy. And I love Dolphin World. And honestly, like I they listened made to the machines. episode, and I was I was kind of a little too mean on Darf- Dolphin World because it was an interesting yeah, idea. You, know, you, did, you I were just you were too don't mean. like dolphins. That's wrong. Like dolphins. I don't understand why you don't like dolphins. Well, you don't like whales. So I don't like whales because I'm even. scared of sea monsters. Are you scared of dolphins? No, I just think they're annoying. I think I think dolphins have like just. Did a they've dolphin always been like, like oh, they're so cute and wonderful. Something? They're so intelligent. They've always been like the good guys of the sea. Screw dolphins. Screw their like flipping and jumping and stuff and eating fish for, for tricks. Screw all of that. I hate dolphins. They're like. Uh, whatever okay so you don't like dolphins no. i'm sorry this week there are no dolphins in my story because there can't be because the whole world is dragons yes so last week i let you roll and that was a huge mistake your rolling mm. privileges have no. been revoked what are you talking you about nat 20 which was our world of world is all dragons that is a great so, world. like i love the world i came up with i think it's going to be a lot shorter than yours because like we talked about our worlds briefly before this and you're like i made too many types of dragons and i'm like yeah i, I didn't make types well, of talk- dragons <laughs> oh yeah i made tons of types of dragons and i talked to a source my girlfriend and well, she's like, yeah, maybe you should cut down on Wait all the Wait a second. Like, I Hang on. You can't agree. have a consultant. First of all, you can't have a sultan. Second of all, is your girlfriend a dragon expert? Well, I mean, she likes dragons, and I was is more of... I'm going to send her a bunch of really weird dragon pictures and be like, Jordan says don't. you're into this. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Oh my but gosh, it's happening. It was, it was more of she listened to the first episode, so she knew my type of flow. So I kind of asked her for advice based on my type of flow. And then she gave me advice. And I'm like, oh, so I shouldn't go too convoluted. 
Yeah. No, you should go way too convoluted. It, it's a good juxtaposition to my world that's like three sentences long. And I'm like, the world is dragons. That's my world done. Well, I mean, the, our first, so my first world was super convoluted. I had three worlds. I was it trying was. to like mix three things in together. So I, this one's going to be con- like a little convoluted, but it will hopefully have some, sort of a good, good thing going. But you, since you rolled the nat 20, you get initiative and you get to go first. Cool. This is framed weirdly. Hey, maybe we, hey, no, just really quick. Next time, we should roll for initiative on who gets to speak first. Oh, that's a really good idea. Do we have initiative modifiers, though? Um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll make character I, sheets I like for idea. ourselves later. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, by character sheet, I'm an ig- uh, level um, three engineer. <laughs> I think that's My race right. is black. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, a, I'm 20 years old. Um, you know, the there's elves, have, of, dwarves, humans, and black nice, people. There's elves, and there's um, b- black orcs that Cody's going to complain about. Jordan, later. did you hear we my talk- horrible? Did Did you hear my joke? Did yeah, I heard your horrible joke. And it I was pretty bad. Court. I just think it's funny that like we talk about like making fantasy character sheets and what like fantasy race do you go to? Black. <laughs> what? Like, it's not the game, Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just... Okay, but anyways, we've talked for almost 12 minutes on just complete nonsense. We need to get to the world. So, Cody, show us that world! Alright, cool. So, you walk into the um, shop of a warlock. He's swirling his hand over a crystal ball. And as you enter, he goes, I know what you seek. You seek to see, see but the- usually I get weirded out when I walk in and I see someone swirling their hand over a ball. Anyways, continue. You seek the world of dragons. I shall send ye there. He wiggles his magical fingers at you and zaps you into the world of dragons. You are nothing but a projection okay. seeing what the world would become if it was consumed by naught but dragons. Ah, crap. Why am I here? Okay. That's not what I saw. I just saw a cool dragon crystal. That's all I wanted. Why did you you send me here? You stand up into a world that is nothing but ash and cinder. Ooh. There we go. That's where the name comes from. I like it. Yeah, that's the name of my world, ash and cinder. Um, You're standing knee deep in what is almost like... It feels like you're standing in water, but it is just like shifting ash almost like a light sand when you land on this world um you disturb the ash a little bit and you see a mound in front of you start to shudder and shake as a massive dragon pushes itself from the pool of ash that's gathered there he turns to you and begins to tell you of his world so this is going to be in dragon voice just so you know so it's all roars and screeches (laughs) <laughs> can, can you just give me like a sample of the wars and screeches? I need, I need to hear a screech too. That's what dragons sound like. <laughs> that wasn't as good as your dolphin screech last time. <laughs> just, just have a mix of me making dolphin and dragon noises. Anyways, you ready for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The world grew quiet. That is not known of dragons that we are silent killers. Our roars may split stones, but otherwise we fly as silent as a dove. Now that we have won this world, it is quiet. Ash chokes the sky and cinder still smolders where the great battles were once fought. We love Ash. And whip. We should have done this yesterday because it's Ash Wednesday. Oh, we, that that's true. Didn't think that one through, did we now? We love Ash, and now it is our entire world. Rain may for a time clean the air, and the ground becomes a horrible slurry of gray. But even then we relish in the charred earth. And soon the ground dries and the wind blows and again the ash is all around us. So, the world you find yourself in is completely burnt. Everything has been reduced to nothing but a pool of ash. Where there were once oceans, there are now just like sluggy quagmires. There are still seasons and weather, but when it rains, it basically just pulls all the ash out of the air and collects it on the ground. And then eventually, like, the sun shines on it, it dries, and as wind blows, it just immediately swirls back up into constant burning. Um, Okay. So, 
No, never. You know, I shouldn't have interrupted you. You're no, 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 continue. no. Go, go, go for it. I, I, I enjoy questions. You're fine. I was gonna make. No, I was gonna make a reference to it that, like, truly, you haven't played this part of the game, so you wouldn't know. Continue. I was gonna what? do Dark Souls, but what? continue. What part of Dark, Dark Souls, Souls Three? The Dreg Heap is. Oh no! Don't like, talk to me about it. What are you, a monster? <laughs> are there plants here? No. That is how we won. Before Kiln, we dragons were warriors. We accepted no challengers and killed all who would oppose us. Gildan led us in glory, and we fought many foes and destroyed many armies. Wizards and inventors could never stand against us. The cycle stopped when we burnt the fields. So... For sure, all of the green life on this plant was destroyed, and actually that is like a point of pride for them, that they understood how like all the other beings that lived in this world um, thrived on like vegetation at some level. So like even if you were hunters or if you were farmers that farmed animals, you still needed vegetation. So the dragons conquered the world when they just started burning everything for no reason. Okay. So this world once was like a normal fantasy world with dragons, yes. and the dragons were like, screw you, we're taking over everything. And the dragons eventually won. So this is a world of I all mean, dragons because dragons won. Well, my thing is that in a real fantasy world, dragons would always win. Well, uh-huh. we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. There's, Uh-oh. there's. Ooh. I've been nodding to it. Don't worry. We're getting Oh, there. yeah. You've already conquered Dol- Dolphin World. This is way better than Dolphin World. Because <laughs> there's no dolphins. There are no other beings left on this world either. Every trace of them is gone. We burnt every tower and every book. Some dragons fought against the burning of all knowledge and all machinery, but in the end all succumbed to the devastation, and now we live in a world of perpetual ash. So there were once great civilizations that lived on this world and that in some way coexisted with dragons, much as you would see in fantasy worlds. So, like, usually in a fantasy world, right, what dragons are is, like, almost the embodiment of, like, supernatural disasters. You know what I mean? Like, you can almost think of dragons as, like, a hurricane. Like, you know, like, when you think of Lord of the Rings, right? Like, that's actually how Smaug describes himself, is he's, like, a natural disaster with a somewhat of a will of his own. But, like, Smaug didn't go around destroying everything because that's not what dragons did. They almost had, like, a sense of honor and, like, decency where they would go and fight heroes and champions and conquer stuff but they didn't want to destroy everything. They just wanted to, they wouldn't, they didn't want opposition. So part of what I'm going for here with this is the idea that eventually like something went too far and all of the dragons in this world, like actually started to try to win this war. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you think of any fantasy setting where you're dragons, you're right. Like why wouldn't they just always win? And at some point it has to be because they understand that winning means like, mutual destruction you know what i mean yeah so they stopped caring about the oh hey it's part of the game it's like you know what let's freaking just win yeah right and that's what they did they just like started burning all of their food and just let and then just like burnt everything you know like indiscriminately for no reason it wasn't like a hero came was like i'm gonna slay a dragon and then they have like a hero fight it was just like we're gonna burn everything now um because you're gonna try to slay me i'm just gonna burn you to a crisp (laughs) right right um which is what should really happen because dragons are the conquerors of all. Come on. Well, guys. and I think, mm, see, that's what I like about like the way dragons are portrayed is they're almost like an indifferent, like an indifferent deity. It's like humans don't go around killing every ant, but if an ant comes near us, we'll kill it. It's like that kind of thing. It would okay. be like, what if a dragon decided he's like, mm, I want to get rid of ants. I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what we did to like Buffalo where we're just like, eh, screw Buffalo. We're just going to get rid of those. <laughs> And then we found out that we could. No, no, no. Okay. I I like this. Continue. Okay. We dragons have reveled in our victory for ages and generations. We never die unless killed, so we multiply and live in a perpetual paradise. Some dragons still fight, but not often. The world is conquered. No dragon dare challenges kill. 
He sits on a mound of ashen skulls and bones. He slumbers until he decides to fly. So Kiln is the dragon that led them to their victory. Um, He is now just like basically spends all of his time asleep like most dragons do. Um, Currently, their society is basically nothing but like if a dragon subsists on ash, which I'm going with in this case, dragons subsist on ash. They're like basically living in a paradise. Like this is exactly what a dragon would want to live in. Just like the burnt world. Right. But now they have it and have no reason to do anything. So the greatest dragon ever just sits on a pile of like burnt skulls and wallows in it. You know what I mean? (laughs) yeah yeah i get that so this is like the idea that dragons basically got exactly what they wanted and are like we're awesome we've won we've done it we're the best dragons ever but now ultimately have nothing to challenge them anymore so previous to this what dragons did was go and fight heroes right so in a previous section i mentioned this dragon gildan that led them in like these glorious wars where they would go and fight humans and inventors and wizards and all these like heroes and champions right and yeah, yeah. that was what made dragons have to be able to fight. And it's what made the other races have to be able to defend themselves is there was always this threat of dragons. Okay. So we have to build like big ballistas and like advance our knowledge and all this stuff. Like the yeah. adversity on both sides made both um, both races like kind of grow. But once dragons kind of decided to just say skip it and won, now they don't have that anymore. So most dragons okay. spend their time like the dragon that you met when you found this world, just asleep in a mountain of ash. This is basically would be the equivalent of if the whole world turned into cakes and you could just like sleep in a cake all day. It's basic. So, so you wait, actually, what's happening really more or less is you're comparing this world to Wall-E, the Disney movie Wall-E. Yes, this is very much if dragons burnt out the whole earth, they would just become like Wally humans and wouldn't have any reason to do anything. Like there's no adversity left in their world. So it's complete complacency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, what they, what all dragons were, were like these big like warriors that would go and like fight champions. And now what they do is sleep in a pile of ash, which for them is like their life breath, right? Like that's the best thing ever. But now it's, ever present so they don't have to strive for anything anymore so mostly they just sleep like if you were to walk across this world you would just see mountains of like burnt charred ash and nothing else and those mountains are just dragons that are just like "Eh, i'm done like i've won hey i I really don't (laughs) have to do anything anymore so right talk to you later man and now i will tell you the greatest story of how dragons triumphed kiln was born an outcast Pale and white, soft with no scales. He had no. So the legendary. Okay, first I'm gonna stop you here. The legendary yep. one, the oh great one, Kale was white. Hang on, I'm not done with my story and yet. And second, he was scaleless. So once again, we're going back to Dark Souls. Shut up. All right, it's not okay, the continue. it's not the it's not I'm the sorry, scaleless dragon also, from by Dark the way, Souls. You are allowed to completely heckle me the whole time. So, yeah, continue. considering you're just saying I stole all this from Dark Souls like I totally did. I'm a sponge, Jordan. <laughs> I absorb other on, people's Cody. ideas and regurgitate them with remixes on them. Yeah, dude. That's Anyways. This podcast is. Regurgitation. <laughs> regurgitation the podcast. All right. So, Kiln was born an outcast, pale and white, soft with no scales. He had no love of the Great Wars. He skulked on his own and burnt what he wished. When he grew old, he hated the endless conflict and wished to end all wars. He was infamous for hunting and killing whole towns with no honor. He would kill heroes in their sleep. He became a thing of nightmares. Before battles were fought in the open, and dragons respected those they hunted and killed. Kiln changed that. He reaped his prey, burnt their l- burnt not just their lives, but... Sorry, burnt <laughs> burnt their lives, not just their champions. He burnt their homes and their food. Our last wars were no great combats, but rather we watched our rivals starve. In the end, 
Gildan, the great dragon, challenged Kiln. He tried to save humanity. What a waste. He was a fool. Kiln... <clears throat> Sorry. I need to continue looking at my notes. The fight between... You can go get a glass of water if you want. No, I'm good. <laughs> the fight between Kiln and Gildan was not a glorious battle. Kiln waited. He waited for Gildan to expose himself and leave his allies behind. He found a time when he was weak and struck him in the back. He killed Gildan the way he had conquered the world. With subtlety and with horrible, horrible efficiency. Holy so, crap. So, Kiln basically was, like, born, like, this kind of, like, almost crippled dragon. Like, dragons are, like, these big powerful things, like, full of scales and armor. And he was not like that. He was, like, weak for a dragon and small for a dragon and also, like, pasty. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, instead of, like, yeah. this big imposing lizard, he was, like, a gross slug that could breathe fire. And what <laughs> yeah. this kind of taught him was efficiency. He survived not by, like, being this great champion-killing dragon that would go and heroically fight. He would just be like, all right, I'm going to sneak into this village at night silently and burn the whole thing down and then eat all this ash and leave. And that's how he survived. And eventually he, like, gained a following, right? And started, like, not just, like, occasionally doing this. This became the standard. Like, because he did it, other dragons started doing this because it was the easy way out. Instead of, like, having to go and fight a champion and win, they were just like, no, we'll just sneak into these villages at night and burn them. That's what we do now. Okay. So this was, like, an affront to Gildan who kind of saw, like, what dragons and the rest of the world i said humanity but the rest of the races of the world had was not like great because it was like a perpetual war but it was one where they respected each other and like didn't ever yeah. push it too far neither one was driving the other one to extinction but like until this guy came and changed the rules right until this guy came and changed the rules because he had to do that to survive um so Kiln wanted to become a like viable force in this world and the only way to do that was to find like a cheat because he could never compete with something like Gildan, right? So then in the end, like Gildan tried to side with humanity to save them and like Kiln never met him in like a big open field of combat. He just waited until he was exposed and, you know, did what he always does, just stab him in the back, you know? And that was like something that would have never entered Gildan's mind, who thought that he would have to have like a duel with this other dragon. So like their old relation, like the old relationship between dragons and the rest of the like thinking like beings on the world were that like Gildan understood he had to restrain dragons to keep them having something to do, that like their purpose was this conflict. And the other dragons like... And then, like, the other humans kind of just had to do that because they were they would lose otherwise, right? Like, humans would be, like, vastly, <laughs> like, we would lose to dragons every time, so they always had to be, like, growing and learning and trying to invent new things and do new things. Um, so, again, kind of my idea for this world is to see, like, the result of getting what you want almost and understanding that, like... Um, this world is about why conflict is necessary and like not necessarily conflict. Like you have to be fighting with other people, but it's about why you need to have like pressure on yourself or like some kind of like drive to try to grow and be better. Cause otherwise you just stagnate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my imagining for this dragon that you're talking to right now is he didn't ever fight in any great wars. He didn't actually do this. He was born into a world where dragons had already won and has never had to do anything. You know what I mean? So he talks big about yeah. this glorious history, but never was involved in it. Okay, yeah, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And that's becoming more and more all that's left of the dragons in this world are just like the children of dragons that once did great things, and now they're just there sitting there doing nothing because they don't so have to. So basically, it's kind of like the teenagers of today. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't have that cynical of a view of teenagers, but it is... Oh, I, I just, had to throw, <laughs> just had to throw a knife. Well, yeah, no, but I mean... It, I think that any, like, I think that my idea for this world is to illustrate something that I think can happen to anybody, which is to become too comfortable. And, like, I think there's a lot of merit in never being, like, comfortable or satisfied with anything, because then you become yeah. complacent. So, that was kind of my inspiration for this world. When I thought about a world of just dragons, it would be like, there can be nothing more complacent than a world where it's entirely things that want to be conquering. You know what I mean? Like, whenever okay. you think about dragons, they're always, like, beings in power, 
and, but if it's taken to the extreme of it's a world of just that, what do they have to do? Like, I guess infight, but eh, like, would they? I don't know. Like, to me, it, like, I don't ever think about dragons really infighting. I just think about them being like, oh, I'm living on this mountain and I win at everything. And it's like, well, that's boring at some point. You know what I mean? Like, that's why Smaug yeah, sleeps no, for that, 500 years, you know, because he sense. wins. And then he's like, well, I'm done. I won. Oh, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like the whole, like, the evil villain finally conquers the world. Like, he plans, like, well, now what? Shoot, I have to run the world now. This sucks. Yeah, like, that's kind of... And like, Dragon like, just wouldn't n- be able now, to. Now what do I do? I killed everybody. Yeah. Yep. Ah, crap. Like, all the, all you can really do at that point is talk about what you used to do. You know? So, like, this dragon doesn't talk yeah. about what he's doing now. He's talking about, like, oh, in the past, we did this great thing, and now we just get to live in paradise. Like... What could be more boring than that? You know what I mean? Like just sitting in perpetual comfort and never like having yeah. to strive for anything. That's horrible. No, no, that I actually really like what you did with this. You <laughs> You're very creative, I have to say. I'm very Well, impressed. yeah, I feel like my worlds are always like way too short. Like I feel like I'm like not filling enough time with them, but I I liked what I, I liked mean, the notion of a world of like victors and having nothing to do anymore. Well, I mean, you have the nice, concise world, and I have this just jumble up convolution. So, so you like, make me feel self-conscious good... when you're like, I have 50 different types of dragon. I'm like, I named no, one no, of no, my no. dragons if, Kiln. If we both worked the same way, this show would be boring. That's I true. I took this a completely different way. So if you're, are you done or do you sell stuff? No, no, no. That's, that's my world. That's okay. Ash and, yeah, I took Ash and this Cinder. a completely different way. And so so you told me straight up, this is a world of dragons. And I took that quite literal, where the world is dragons. Wait, okay, is this a and globe made up of, it, like, dragons? <laughs> oh, no, hold on, hold on, buddy, hold on. We took this two different ways. You said, you, like, oh, the world of victors. I said, a literal world of of dragons so i'm gonna start going into this are there dragon businessmen are there dragons in like busy man business hey man, suits just let let me are there this. bureaucrat it's dragons so we're gonna go into it this is my story a world of dragons <clears throat> so i don't know i'm gonna try a voice i'm not very good at voices but i'm gonna try a voice and it's i already fail. love it <laughs> we were doomed but now we are saved Centuries ago, the Dragon King Dracon betrayed his people and consumed the ancient Aether, the power of all. He grew in size, and after devouring his own world, he took to the void, the space between the worlds, devouring every world that he came across. Okay, wait, is this a larger-than-Earth-sized dragon? Yeah, this is a giant dragon, bro. Man, that's a big dragon. Nothing Are- Hey. <laughs> no, you're good. What were you gonna say? No, I'm just wondering. Like, okay, so check this out. I imagine he at some point is gonna become the world that these dragons live on, right? Yeah. Do any dragons live in his butthole? We're gonna get there. Oh gosh, um, <laughs> I regret asking it. <laughs> okay, so nothingness lie in his wake. Every world that he consumed was lost in the emptiness that was his stomach. It slowly became one with the aether inside of him. What am I doing with this voice, I asked. I love it. <laughs> so Dracon the Devourer came for us to consume us as well. But the elders, they used their powers to awaken Dracon's ancestor, Draconis, who was granted unlimited power by the Aether and, unlike Dracon, explored the space between to spread prosperity. Wait, did Draconis- you just name your two dragons, Dragon and Dragon? Dracon and Dracodis. I knew you were going to comment on it. And I'm, very <laughs> I'm just I'm like, saying. Hey, what's the most creative I could be? Dragons. Everything it'd be like, is dragons, Cody. It'd be like Even if the names I, are dragons. It'd be like if you were like, hi, I'm Jordan. And then I went, hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm like, this. Okay. I mean, I met other Jordans with different spellings where there was like Jordan with a Y and I'm Jordan. Yeah, it, it gets weird. But anyways, so Draconis had used our world. Oh, sorry. Okay. Draconis had used our world as a resting place to be awakened when needed. Upon awakening, Draconis used his power to rival the size of Dracon and stop his quest to devour all. The battle was brutal and lasted for days, but at last Draconis tore open Dracon's stomach, killing him. But 
Unfortunately, Draconis did not make it out of the battle alive. Dracon's tail wrapped around Draconis's neck, stopping air from reaching his brain, leaving him in a state between life and death. The two dragons now float there in the space between, curled together like yin and yang, with the faint light of the leftover aether lighting the area around them. It is said that the bodies of the dragons have become worlds themselves, with life growing on them. So I took it so literally that the world <laughs> is literally dragons. <laughs> and I am very proud of what I did. Okay, I like so, that. I like that. I'm going to, I'm for once in my life on this podcast, actually going to go through the questions and answer them and not just be all jumbled up as usual. So how big is the world? So the world is. It's as big as two dragons. dragons. Yeah. What? It's two dragons big. I get it. It's two giant dragons that float in space in close proximity to each other. Hang on. I got to ask something. Yes. What's the unit of measurement for like distance? Is it like this is, we're about a quarter dragon away from each other right now. You know what I mean? Is that what we use to yeah. measure stuff? Yeah, no. It's all it's all dragons. It's all dragons. We're about, <laughs> we're about this dragon looking at this dragon. Um about five about five scales long. Are these like Smurfs at this point? Is it like I'm five Smurf away from this Smurf? Like I'm five oh, dragons. No, don't turn my world into Smurfs, Cody. Don't turn my world into Smurfs. Okay. So the world, like I said, is the two giant dragons together. They're um, gigantic dragons, but only certain areas of them are habitable. So, like, you cannot live on the wings because that area is too thin and too, like, leathery. But, gotcha. So Dracon's tail is wrapped around Draconis's neck. But um, since Dracon is dead, his tail is rotting. And so it's very treacherous path. to. So there is no, like, direct path from the dragon Dracon to the dragon Draconis. Oh, if you live on the tail, are you just like literally living on a pile no of rotten on the meat? Tail. If you walk on the tail, is it like literally walking on a pile of rotten meat? Yeah. Oh, it is the squishy, smell. It's treacherous. There's parts that fall off into the space between. It'd be all pussy. It's rather disgusting. What are the seasons like? So, um, a bit of this energy that I created, the Aether, has formed kind of a sun that orbits the two dragons. So, the dragons are not spherical, so like light does not always hit them at the same point. So, we get different seasons because of this or because like the arm or the wing or like the head could block out some of the light from the other dragons so these are like flat earth dragons almost so (laughs) yeah no is the dragon flat around it's neither it's a freaking dragon no it's flat jordan if you look if you look at the dragon horizon it's dragon flat it's it's dragon flat (laughs) thanks no matter how high um, i fly as a dragon the horizon's always flat so it's flat the horizon's always dragon. <laughs> the horizon always looks like the silhouette of a dragon. <laughs> yeah. So the seasons, they'll go from like a sunny summer-like season to a fall season, depending on where the light is. But um, sometimes when the light goes behind the dragon's backs, you'll get um, a winter-like season on the respective dragon. So there is no snow because there are no clouds in this world, but it does get very, very cold. Um, so... The next question, how much land is there versus water? So these are just two giant land masses. There is very little water. But when um, Dracon, on Dracon, when he died, the aether spilled out of his stomach. And some of this aether formed a liquid water-like substance. So you get lakes and streams on Dracon because of this water-like liquid substance. It's um, consumable by the inhabitants of Dracon. And, like, to them, it's pretty much just, like, drinking water, but it does have, like, the life energy inside it. Um, When Dracon was killed, he spit up some of the Aether onto Draconis. So there are also lakes and rivers on Draconis as well. But it's, like, puke lakes? Later in my notes, I call it the Aether Vomit. Yummy. I want to lap that up. So Dracon is a dead dragon. He is dying. And so his body is starting to rot. So the water on him is starting to become more polluted in order to drink the energy water you have to treat it or um like boiling or maybe process it but on dracon he is still alive like he's he's brain dead but his body is still working and because of energy his body kind of flourishes still so the water on dracon is pure you don't have to treat it or do anything like that it's pretty much like drinking mountain spring water on dracon 
Out of his belly, the Aether also created a plant life. So most of this plant life is a thick vine, and a lot of these vines will wrap up together and harden to form pillars like trees that look like tails coming up from the ground. Long leaves sprout out of these um, pillars, and they're, they are also fruit-bearing. There are also like thinner vines that create like these orb-like vegetables that can be harvested. And as Dracon begins to rot, the vines also begin to corrupt and rot. So like a lot of the food is dying on Dracon. So it is possible for the inhabitants of Dracon to kind of run out of food eventually. So on Draconis, it is the exact opposite. His body is still alive. Um, from the Aether Vomit, it came a thick, luscious grass. And so there are bigger trees and they're thicker and they all flourish with fruit. Um, there are a ton of varieties of flowers that sprout up in the thick grass. And then around the lakes and the rivers are these tall grass-like fibers with red fibers sticking out of the top of them. And that's called the dragon grass. Yeah, Do you know what I, I found out, yeah. Jordan, after listening to your description of your world? Do you yeah. know how to make a world really easily? Just burn everything on it. When it's like, what yeah, kind I mean, of animals yeah. are there? Like, nothing. They're dead. It's a it's a barren wasteland. <laughs> you were a destroyer, and I am a creator. I yeah, for life. real. I feel so, you know, this is there. like Dolphin World all over again. I'm like, I got this cute idea about Dolphin World. Then you're like, and then spires of angel feathers grew forth. And I'm like, dang it, Jordan, you're making my... No, no, your world was amazing. I really liked what you did with your world. No, no, it's fine. I mean, but it's anyways, okay. So I'm like, self-conscious. It's okay. So straight up, the life on Dracon, I imagine like the sky being like a grayer sky with red hues, but then on Draconis, it being like a sunny blue sky, where just, it's kind of like the Garden of Eden almost. Like everything is just beautiful. But on Dracon, it's kind of just like a purgatory-ish land where everything's dying. So does life exist on the surface? And I say to you, yes, sir, yes. <laughs> so most of the dragons that came out of the Aether, they live on the surface of Dracon. Um, though there are two naturally occurring dragons that live on Draconis, and they came from the Aether Vomit. So I'm going to go over Dracon really quick. In the stomach, like it was ripped open and the Aether was released, and so it's no longer being contained or used. Parts of the, the formerly consumed worlds, they still kind of held their own shape in their own life, and they began to emerge from Dracon's stomach, and they come out as some form of dragon. So all the beings that exist in this world are some form of dragon. Gotcha. So there is land around the Gasha that was um, Dracon's, in Dracon's stomachs. More sentient dragons, they came and cleared out all the vines and created a city. Wait, how do dragons use tools? How do they build cities? I'm, they I'm, have I'm, little T-Rex arms. I will, They not all dragons have T-Rex arms. I will get to all of that. I kind of did cheat in this one again, by the way. Also, what came out of some, there was a lot of non-sentient dragons. I created way too many dragons, so I'm going to try to go over these a little bit quick. First, there are the wyverns, which are the bird-like dragons. They can be a small bird size to a giant, like, I would say, personal airplane size. They have two wings and two legs and a more triangular-shaped head. Um, they are not sentient. They have the intelligence of a common bird, and they are hunted by the sentient dragons for food. Um, the large ones aren't very common, but there are a lot of the smaller ones, and they are very colorful. There are smaller dog-like dragons. They walk on all four legs. They have a fan mohawk starting from their neck and going all the way to their back, and short tail. And they have short tails. The wyverns eat these things as food. Like they just swoop down and eat them. The bigger wyverns, um, I'm spending way too much time. <laughs> the bigger no, I love wyverns, it. Uh, will give them to the smaller ones. There's serpentis which are snake-like dragons. They're more of a common pest. They are a darker color and they hide amongst the vines. They're used for food by the wyverns. Wait, these dragons eat other dragons? Sorry. There, there's a tall You made a world of cannibals. These are, these are, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is, so what was your question? I said, so dragons eat other dragons? Yeah. Everything's dragons, so of course the dragons eat other dragons. I don't think dragons have to Cody, eat. Cody, do I you feel not like listen to the prompt? The world is dragons. I mean, look, I understand that. The, the, no, no, dude. The world, everything is dragons. So dragons have to eat dragons. So there, I guess. this episode is going to be a little bit longer, by the way. <laughs> so there are tall necks. They're um, very large dragons with long, long necks like giraffes. They have very low intelligence, and they um, are herbivores. They're used for food, but also the city dwellers use them to transport 
materials. There, and then there's the Razorbacks, which they are zebra-like dragons that live in herds and use for food as well. <laughs> They're um, zebra Andre dragons? <laughs> so Andre Codas, there are the Armorbacks. They're short squat dragons that have like really thick impenetrable skin on their back and they can roll up into balls. And they are also used as food by other sentient dragons. And then there's the Waterburls, which I just like the name, so I had to say it. And they're big... Fat, ugly dragons that live in the lakes of Dragonus, hey, the greener one. Don't body so, shame dragons. Um, so, of the non-sentient dragon, there are also some dragons that live in the stomach of Dracon still. So, inside the stomach, it's dark, but it still has a faint light of the Aether up above. Um, because most of the energy released is mostly dark. So, there's these dra- non-sentient dragons that live down in there, and they basically hunt and kill to survive. They They're disgusting. They're kind of black and scaly they're the acid spitters the hydras and then there's these small like bat-like dragons that pretty much act as piranhas when they sense you they will swarm you and pick you clean to the bone you piranha dragons inside the stomach is very very hard to traverse it's the leftovers of all of the worlds that dracon oh, sorry that dracon devoured it's all wrecked in ruins um there are lakes and rivers of acid kind of flowing through it so it's very unsuitable for the normal dragons to live in only the acid dragons live down there looks like hundreds and hundreds of post-apocalyptic worlds just fused down there i said nice that makes sense for there to be acid dragons there you know what i mean yeah i don't know if you're making fun of me or not no i'm not i'm not that that actually seems like where i would expect to find an acidy dragon yeah acid spitters they're black. Yummy. Oh, what's? Well, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't. I didn't need to do that. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's all of the non-sentient dragons. So there is also a small variety of sentient dragons. There are dragons that can live on Drake. Sentient dragons that can live on Draconis. They are the worms. W Y R M S. Worms. You mean like not W O R M? They're not literally worms, like no, worms that you find in the ground. Worms. So they are the ancient old ones, and they were the first to emerge from the stomach and gain sentience. These are the remnants of the dragons on Dracon's homeworld. So seeing that Dracon was a dying land, they sought refuge elsewhere. But the only place that they could fly to, because it's just this world, outside of this world, is just an empty space. So the only place they could fly to was Draconis. They have four legs and two wings. They take the form of your usual, like, dragon from the fantasy novel. So they're big, bulky dragons with, like, the armor scales. So they have large spiraling horns coming off their heads. And they stand about three to four stories tall. They have large, just powerful wings. So they can fly between Dracon and Draconis at will, unlike the Wyverns. They're usually like gray with colorful stripes and accents, but um, their lifespan is unknown. The only ones who have died have been killed. They also, they have developed a way of understanding each other, sort of a language. And it's, to us, it would sound like screeches and roars, but to them, it's like they would, to them, it would be like speaking English Wait, to one another. Wait, Jordan, let me, can I hear what dragons sound like real quick? I mean, I did a uh, dragon crap. thing. You have to make uh, dragon voice now. Well, oh, what is that's the way screech too loud. I gotta like? back up for, I gotta back up for this one. What is the screech? <laughs> you know you shouldn't have done the screech. You shouldn't have done the screech. Yeah, I, I, jeez, I, I, uh, I should have known not to say. I should have known not to say anything about screeches and roars. So, um, they breathe fire and it's a thick, widespread flame. Also, that can fly to Draconis. There are the wormlings. They're the spawn of the worms, and they have. They're much smaller than the worms and have a shorter lifespan, but they stand about 12 to 15 feet tall. They look exactly like the worms. They Can do the you hug them? The worms. What? Can you hug them? You wouldn't want to. Are they huggable? You wouldn't want to. Why would you not? They're 15 feet tall. They're they will warm. freaking kill you, man. They're still dragons. I mean, I, I might have been it's looking like at pictures of cute dragons. The dude who tried dragons. to hug the bear it got completely destroyed. Yeah, right? So, yeah, but they do the bidding of the worms, and they can also fly between Dracon and Draconis. Okay, so when the worms first arrived on Draconis, they saw it was paradise, and not they're sentient, but they're not smart. So they didn't realize that they were overhunting and depleted most of the food sources. They kind of, they saw, oh, hey, this place is plentiful, unlike the place that we just came from that's dying. So they ate everything. They rely on meat because they need protein to survive. So it's imperative that they keep the wild dragons breathing, but they almost completely depleted all the water, all the food sources up there. Because of this, initially infighting happened amongst the worms, and they begin to kill each other over land squabbles. 
but finally an agreement was reached because because of this there are only a few worms left and they um, live in own sections of their land and prosper with their wormlings. So these tribes of worms um, know their time as rules on Draconis is almost up. They want to keep the land of Draconis to themselves and know if they share the land they will no longer be in control because they're not smart. They haven't like made the land prosper. They don't know how to farm. They don't know how to build. They don't know how to use any make or create any type of technology. So they pretty much just live outside in these lands. They don't even have homes for themselves. They built like out of the trees and rocks. Well, and there's no rocks out of the trees up there. They built monuments to themselves, but they don't have homes. They don't know how to work the land. They've almost depleted the life source because we're dragons. We can eat whatever we want. So because of this, they sometimes fly down to Dracon and try to kidnap the dragons that live down there. They like pretty much force them to work for them. But the dragons that live on Dracon would rather die than help out the um, worms. They, they would rather die than betray their own people. So on Dracon, um, there are also sentient dragons that live on its surface in a large city that, sur that surrounds the gash in his stomach. Like the worms, they are actually remnants of other societies that were swallowed by Dracon. So they have memories of old worlds. So they're kind of like, so these, these are smaller, almost humanoid dragons. They walk on two feet and stand. They use their arms to use tools, whatever, whatever. So they kind of um, look like furries, but dragons. Dragonies. We once again we have dragonies. We, Dang, we we've that already last made episode. this joke. Look, I'm sorry. Yeah, you made, he made that joke Look, last episode. I'm gonna officially say I'm sorry. I have already made this joke and I can do better. I'm better than making the same joke <laughs> you twice. You can do better and you will do better. Although I am really quickly finding out you have a weird reptile fetish. Dude, you, I just happened to, in three worlds in a row, do something with reptiles. You, you know, it's it's not it just that there are reptiles, it's that you always want to make them people, and they seem to always be hot. <laughs> Maybe I'm reading no, that into it. <laughs> you're, you're reading way too into it. It's just easier for me in creating the world to have something that resembles people because that's what I know. Right, because you want to be able to date something in this world. I get it. I mean, I understand. No, you're the one bringing dating into this. Man. No, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, if there's humanoid dragons that exist, I would want to, you know, you'd no, want to know what it's also like be to a go dragon on a date. If you were in this world, you would also be a dragon. Well, but yeah, I know. Okay, so they stand on two, two legs. They use their arms to work tools, and they do not have wings. Um, they have some Oof, connection they're sounding to the really good right they now. are from, but they don't remember exactly what. They also have, like, some of them also have a knowledge of math, science, language, and the like. They've built homes from themselves using tools that they have gathered from inside the stomach. So some of the smarter dragons, they found a way to utilize technology, like that is found from the worlds that have been devoured by Draconos. And, uh, well, sorry, by Dracon gotta keep those and most of these smart dragons they work in factories or office buildings in order to sustain the land around them so yes cody there's your business dragons <laughs> they have okay. buildings but most of the dragons they don't live indoors instead they hang have on, large tents where they spill out hang on <laughs> oh man you, you love my business dragons so oh much. my gosh okay, you have business you. dragons you made business dragons I, I told you i was gonna do it man i man, did it for you you weren't you kidding and the listener are there dragon housewives ignoring <laughs> so so okay so there's business dragons they um they have buildings but most of the dragons don't live indoors they have instead have large tents where they have their communities outdoors oh so um, they're there hippies what? They're hippies. Yeah, hippies. They're crunchy. Yeah. So the business dragons, they work inside the factories, but everybody lives outdoors. Gotcha. Just in like one big communal love tent. Yeah. You're just you're just trying your hardest to ruin this, and I know you can't. I definitely... So there is no... What can be ruined about it? I love every part of this so far. No, you don't. I want to uh, live in dragon no love paradise. Hey. Yeah, I still have a little bit more to go. Oh my gosh, okay, how much so more do you have is... to go? Shush. There is no currency. Um, it is mostly a well-organized barter system. They live to benefit each other because if they don't, they would die out and or be killed by the dragons in the stomach, the uh, wild dragons of the land, or the worms would swoop down and burn them all. So they communicate with each other through a language they have developed over the years and have also created a written language. They do not understand the language of the worms, but they know them as a threat. As soon as they came out, they began to learn that they need to organize because certain dragons could do certain things other dragons can't so in order to live a harmonious life they need to all work together so there are many different types of dragons so we have the fire breathers dragons which 
the name. They breathe fire. They're red dragons with horns. They work in the factories and the metal forges. They create the metals for the engineers to build structures with and other technology. Um, they also are taken on expeditions down inside the stomachs because they can help light the way. Unfortunately, they do not help hunt food because like their fires cause more harm than help. There are also lightning dragons. They utilize the power of electricity and that's used for energy and to create power. So that's where basically they have the factories, like they have lights because these lightning dragons work in factories to create the lights. There's these rock breaker dragons, which are tall, taller, bigger dragons with thick, hard skid. Um, they're used as the heavy lifters, construction workers, the builders, the movers, the shakers. They're also taken down into the stomach to kind of help defend against the acid dragons and bring up some of the heavier technology and things that are found inside the stomach. There are the slicer dragons, which these are the hunters. They have like bone protrusions that come out of their arms like blades. They also can use bow and arrows to hunt. Um, and then there's the pygmy dragons. They're these small, about three foot tall dragons in height. They have a crown of thorns around their heads. They're, they're so the nimble cute. dragons. <laughs> right? Can I have one? So these, Get me one. No. Get me a little pet these, dragon. These pygmy dragons, they're tricksters and they're very tricky. They have tricked people into going down to the stomach with them and falling to their deaths. But these are the nimble dragons. They can get into tight spaces. They are very smart and they, they're they usually the ones that lead the expeditions down into the stomach. So they'll go down into the stomach. They'll find what they want. Then they'll come back up and they'll bring down a group of fire breathers, rock breakers, and slicers to kind of help them manage the, you know, the giant freaking dragons that are trying to kill them down there. And then finally, we get to the enormous dragons. So these are dragons. They have no special powers except for they are very smart. Um, they can be many colors and they have ram horns that curl back behind their heads. Um, their size range is about seven, uh, five to seven feet tall. And they're in charge of keeping society together. So they're like the doctors, the cooks. The, um, they help with the trade system that exists. Um, they're, they're the, the organizers, cooks? the leaders. They're also... I'm sh- Wait, you so you're telling me also. that they're doctors, politicians, leaders, and chefs? Because they're... <laughs> <laughs> One of these things does not make sense. <laughs> Look, man. I, I feel like I if really I was try. a doctor dragon, I would have people for that. You know what I mean? Okay, I'd be but, like, all right, I'm not cooking okay, so, when I get but, home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I tried. So... What so, what are the maid dragons these are, look like? These are the dragons that are actually going to be your business dragons. And yes, Cody, they wear little suits. Do they? I'm my eyes. No, they don't. I just Why not? Are they all naked? I don't know, man. I didn't think that far. Weird. Yes, they're all naked. Executive decision. Naked. Gross. <laughs> no, they have clothes. Okay, and it, I don't know. Whichever one makes you... Not I really like the idea of them having little vests. Little dragon vests. Yeah, they, they all have suits and stuff. So so there are also engineer dragons, and they work in the office buildings. And there's wait, 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 wait. Are they dragon ears? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, they're dragon ears. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So much yes. I would have never thought of that. Yes. Yep. So they're the scientists and engineers. They're tasked with creating new technology. Some of this technology is weapons, but most of it is technology that will help them get off the rotting Dracon and go to Draconis, which they see as the kind of like the promised land almost. So they need airplanes. So, so yeah, they're trying to build like airplanes and spaceships to get them to be from the from Dracon through the space between into Draconis, and so. Like, this is a community of dragons that is very close. They need each other to survive. So traveling on the tail from Dracon to Draconis is off limits. Um, it's, this is called the Heretic's Quest because to leave the tribe of dragons is to be a betrayer. It's seen as betrayal and it's as if they only care for themselves. And so, like, they live for each other. And then lastly, so the worms like know that these dragons like they're advancing in technology. They know how to work the land. They're eventually going to land on Draconis and pretty much conquer the land because they know that they're making weapons down there. And so every now and then the worms will come down and they'll burn down factories. They will wreak as much havoc as they can without getting killed by these other dragons kind of to just set them back in the progression. So every once in a while dragons get dragoned by other dragons. Yeah, so this is a world of dragons that dragons itself to dragon and dragon. Yep. dragon. Yeah, they're Smurfs, dragon. I get it. Dragon. 
Yeah. Sometimes yeah, so other that's... Smurfs have to go and Smurf up Smurfing Smurfs. I get it. <laughs> oh, man. You can try, but you won't bring me down, Goody. You won't bring me down. I like, all I like do. this world. That's my world. And I, re- I really enjoy creating all of that. And I, so I liked your world. I thought it was really cool. I have a very short story because I just thought of this today and I thought it was very funny. And so when the worms first came down, um, they were seen as kind of a destructive force, almost like that. Like some dragons thought, oh, this is our punishment from trying to get to the promised land. We were not supposed to do this. So some of them were scared of the um, dragons from Draconis, the worms from Draconis. And other ones were like, no, th- this is only trying to stop us. We need to keep pushing forward. And then there was the dragons, the poet dragons, the smart ones that thought they were cool. And they decided to write poems and um, try to just talk about the attacks. And so they were very Are against the attacks. Are there no, dragons? No, stop, 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 stop. no, no, no. <laughs> they were very against the attacks. They were very against, like, the people who, like, thought of this as being, like, a sign that they were wrong. And so they started, you know, some of them started doing beats against walls. Oh my gosh, they are Def Jam dragons! Yes! <laughs> and then other dragons, and they started telling this poetry to the beats, and they formed their own little group, the Dragons with Attitude. They're rapper dragons, the DWA. Yeah, I went there, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I'm so the DWA? <laughs> the dragons with attitude. So yeah, there are rapper dragons. I thought of that today, and I was like, "Heck yeah, I'm going there." <laughs> and so that, my friend, is my world. I did two stories for the price of one. I do, I do like the story of rap dragons. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, that was a doozy of an episode, man. I told you it was gonna be my part was gonna be a little chaotic, but we we got through it. Hey, it was. It was a little swirly, but so I So, do you it. want to roll again, or do you want me to roll? No, I apparently I'm not allowed to roll anymore because privileges? I rolled a d20, and that's bad. So, you can go ahead and roll. I I mean, I... Okay, I feel like giving you one more chance. No, I mean, no, I'm good. I don't want the pressure. Okay, then I am going to roll again. Roll it up, Jordan. Okay, so... Actually, I mean, we're, gonna, we're going long anyways. So, let's have the time to discuss our worlds like usual. Okay, okay. Well, do you want to roll first, or do you? Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk first. All right, this is a cliffhanger. Yeah. We're cliffhangering it. So, did you, okay. do you did did anything else you wanted to say? I'll, I'll go first. I actually, I really liked your world. I like what you did. Yeah, you took the easy way out by burning literally everything down. It makes it but, really easy when you burn everything. Yeah, yeah, but it makes so much sense because, like you said, it's the victors. They're like, okay, well. They burned out. But then also this dragon is talking. About, I liked how the dragon was talking about like this great hero. But it turns out this guy was just a coward who snuck behind people's backs and burned them. Like, I really like that little twist you threw in there. Well, right. Just, and, like, that's the thing about, like, winning battles like that is it's not glorious. And, like, you don't succeed at that stuff by, like, playing fair and, like, meeting people honorably in the field of combat. It's like, no, you do it by cheating. Like, you win by cheating. Yeah. Like, the way you take cities... Like in a fantasy setting, is you starve them out. Like you, you don't, you don't go and fight them. You cut supply lines and burn fields and let them sit in their city and starve. You know. Yeah, no, it, I, I actually really like that. I, I like what you did. It was a very creative approach because you took it this okay. This world is controlled by dragons, and then I took it as this world is literally dragons. <laughs> well, it is <laughs> so, literally all dragons now. But yeah, it, there was a time I mean, when it wasn't, and then. It becoming oh no, all my world was literally you. on the bats, well, stomach and head. Yeah, of yours was one hundred percent dragons all the way down. Yeah, which I like the creative way that you did that. You know what I mean? Like, because like I joked about the world being made out of dragons, and I was like kidding about it. You like found a good way to do that. I liked it. Yeah, and like I, that's why I like doing this show with you because we have not yet like done something similar to each other. We have we, we have not copied each other yet. No, we like no. I mean, but not even remotely similar we every single time have split and gone two separate directions that is very true and it's and i really like that so yeah considering you did amoeba planet and i did dolphin world you know yeah it's kind of different i mean i could talk about how terrible you are if you'd rather me do that i can do that forever you like bright you should feel ashamed of yourself i I, bright i thought it was pretty fun jordan you you're describing one of the most racist movies i've ever seen as pretty fun (laughs) <laughs> we, we can talk about that later man okay so i guess i'll go ahead and roll so okay overall 
I liked your world. What do you think of mine? I liked your world. I thought it was very creative. It was very detailed. There was a lot of stuff in it considering it was like you could have just had one dead dragon that all dragons lived in you're like no no there's a dead dragon and a half dead dragon what well cody that would have been the world is dragon the world is dragons (laughs) (laughs) so i i thought of that no we're gonna do two not just one so i really hope that someday like humanity gets really good at space exploration and we like travel to other solar systems and at some point we just find like a giant drag a a giant dead dragon slowly choking out another dragon and we're like oh frank we didn't bargain for this ah crap like this is completely bananas i have no idea how to handle it oh geez Okay, so I am going to go ahead and roll since you're too chicken yeah. to do it yourself. Yeah, roll me that dice, Jordan, because then I'm going to make fun of you okay. when it's something roll stupid. That, I've been having good rolls all week because I've been creating a couple of D&D characters. Oh, so, what D&D roll, characters that, are you creating? Dice. Wait, no, hang on. we got to talk about this. Uh, what D&D we'll, characters? We'll talk, about, we'll talk about this after. We'll talk about it after. But I want to know. We need, to, we need to end this episode. No, we don't. It's okay. only an hour and nine and minutes. And rolling. Twelve. Oh, my God. Another one of your favorite ideas. The world is not one planet, but yes! a cluster of yes! tiny planets that orbit tight and manage to um, get an atmosphere. So this is like a cluster of planets just floating. Yeah, yeah. It's instead of okay. it being one contiguous planet, it's like you're living on an asteroid belt covered by atmosphere. I love it. I'm so excited for this. I I love how I've gotten all of your. We've gotten all of your favorite worlds in the first five weeks. Oh man! Well, it doesn't. Okay. To be fair, you know when we decided to do this, and then we're like, we should have a roll chart, and then I just made a roll chart completely without consulting you, and I was like, here, Jordan, I've hijacked this podcast. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I'm what about my ideas? Because I'm putting. Because I'm putting in my world slowly as we get rid of yours. Well, you know, once we roll anime world, I'm gonna have a lot of trouble. Oh, man. I put that as nat 20 again, so... Oh, man. If we roll Anime World, I already know what I'm doing, and it's going to be really weird. Oh, God, no. Okay, so I guess it is time to end this episode. It's been fun. I really enjoyed doing this with you today. I'm um, so excited for next episode. You can find you at the Wandering Gamer Network, right? I can. We've started a new podcast called Crystal Heart. Well, I should, it's not a new podcast. It's still a, an actual play podcast where we play RPGs, but... We started a new one called Crystal Heart. We just released the first episode. It's really exciting. Um, it's based on a webcomic um, from uptofourplayers.com. It's like a webcomic um, about the world of Crystal Heart, and we're doing like a, a podcast based on that. It's really exciting. Everyone should check it out. It's super good. But yeah, that's my thing. Currently, you can't find me anywhere. I'm probably going to do a Twitch streamer too soon. I oh my gosh, stream, Jordan, can I know, watch you... Can I watch you Twitch stream and just like say horrible things in the chat? But I was gonna, I was gonna test it out by doing Bioshock Infinite again. Ooh, did I? Did, so, was that yeah, the game? See, did I I'll, play that game with you? Is that? Yeah, that was okay. me and you. I couldn't remember who it was that I like sat down over spring break in college yeah, and that, just that played was Bioshock. Fall break and we sat down and just played Bioshock yeah. Infinite for three days straight on a projector in an engineering building. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. So I might run through that again, but there's a bunch of games that I'll do. So if you guys want to um, check me out on my Twitch, it is something I guess zero zero. Is it zero zero or is it something I guess zero zero? <laughs> it's. <laughs> hilarious it's something i guess zero zero i'm right. funny so you can check us out but for now that's the end of the episode so we will see you guys next week with some worlds that are not not one planet but a bunch of tiny planets yeah bye, bye. Oh. we usually say bye together can we do it like one two three bye bye uh, one <laughs> no yeah screw you bye <laughs> bye <laughs>